0: Hello, darling. Just some child abuse happening off, <laughs> off camera. God, <laughs> no! Cut th- that! Cut that! <laughs> Definitely cut <laughs> that!
1: I shut the door. Didn't know my son was behind it. it was, oh, you're an idiot. <laughs> Teenage angst. Uh, I'm sure you. Old. You turned around and winked at me first. <laughs> 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 uh, I can hear you wonderfully.
0: Okay, cool. That's good.
1: And I'll tell you why. Okay. I think it is because yesterday. I had my earwax removed. Oh yum! Yeah, I but bet it was glorious, wasn't it? Like she said, poor girl. She was like, <laughs> "That is one of the worst I've ever seen." Oh my <laughs> the worst god! I've ever seen. Is it like uh, the the wait, like the syringed? Yeah, syringed. Uh, no, the, it's called it's called micro suction. So she has this little right. like vacuum thing that goes in and like oh. sucks it out. But then because of this big blockage. I'm going to turn so many people off this podcast right now, but okay.
0: Um, You've heard of ASMR. Mm -hmm. This is the opposite.
1: (laughs) I've just sent you a picture. Oh, no. That's the main stuff that was...
0: (laughs) 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 So it's these big balls of like black wax with matted hair.
1: Wow. Dead skin. Like she says, oh, it's, like, it's not. She says, she says a lot of people have got it and just don't do anything about it. But she said there was no route through to your eardrum. So I'm amazed wow. you've been able to hear anything. Um, so yeah. Uh, and, did you, and did you notice a difference? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's, um, it's usually like a 10 minute job for her, but it took her like half an hour. One, <laughs> two. Oh. Oh, okay. How long did it take? <laughs> Wait, what? We'll, do, we'll no, try again. Ignore that one. We'll try again. <laughs> so yeah I can wow. hear colours um, it's can... great <laughs> oh. it's ace so I recommend it best 60 pound I've ever spent um, wow. yeah uh, and that's Good. the highlight of my week what have you been up to thanks for listening everyone you can
0: buy us a beer at my <laughs> Um, what have we been up to? I'm trying to remember long weekend, wasn't it? We had good friends of uh, the show Ali and Rich over on Friday night and we had a very, very late night and myself and Max were terrible parents on Saturday because we were just really tired, quite hungover, just kind of didn't really do anything. And to be honest, we didn't actually do that much the entire weekend, the birthday party, you know, stuff like that. Not tons yeah. really. Did you do anything exciting over the bank holiday?
1: Uh, I wax. went up to the lakes with the kids and my oh, and yeah. dad, and uh, me and my mum bought a paddleboard, which was nice. ace. Nice. Um, so we did some paddleboarding on all's water uh, nice. times. That was very nice, very enjoyable. Um, I fell in like an idiot. I <laughs> had my Ray-Bans on my head, and I fell in the water, and I lost them. <sighs> so annoying. Coffee um, break. I know, and I, I thought I was going in, I was like, "That'd be great." Like if I fall in, I like, just grab, grab him straight. Red man, what? Yeah. Watch this, man. <laughs> yeah, hang, hang ten, hang ten,
0: compadre. On a no. paddleboard. <laughs> On yeah. a paddleboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. um, as exciting as it gets for us. Yeah.
1: Tail grab. Yeah. Um So. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: um, I've, yeah, I've, so... I've gone down this I've gone down like off the back of you saying grab there. I've gone down this like YouTube rabbit hole. You were yeah. Vice, the YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they do that like quite interesting documentaries just about completely well, random stuff. it was
1: v- Vice where they had the, the shed at Dulwich. Um, that's my favourite Vice video. Have you seen the shed at Dulwich? No. Have you not heard about what the shed at Dulwich? Oh, I need to send no. it No. So right, right, so it's this it's this guy who works for Vice, and he basically was like, like the world of influencers and stuff like that, and like yeah. people being sheep is just ridiculous. And I'm going to prove how ridiculous it is. Mm. I'm going to make a fake restaurant on the internet that, like, oh, location, okay, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, from, yeah, from my back <laughs> yeah. garden. <laughs> yeah, and he and he does it, and it's basically like a 20 minute like mini documentary, and he does it, yeah. and it builds up, and it has loads of followers, and he and he has a mobile phone like a burner phone, like. Mm. As assigned to it, and it's ringing constantly, and he's picking it up, going, "Sorry, I've got nothing for the next six months." Like, <laughs> up, up, up. and just by the sheer demand and exclusivity of this place, eventually yeah. he was like, "I'm going to have to open this up." So, like, <laughs> and, so they did a mock opening night, and they had on his on his back garden, they had this back this shed where they put a couple of actors on tables on the roof of the shed, and a couple oh, in the God. garden. And this is a shit tip, but they actually allowed like people who have been trying to book for ages to come and have a table there. And they blindfolded and lead them down this alleyway. And they're like serving them uh, microwave lasagna, (laughs) just with that (laughs) garnish sprinkled on top. And these people are going, oh man, the atmosphere is just so fantastic. I've been waiting to book for here for months. (laughs) It got to number one place on TripAdvisor. For oh, London, my God, Number one restaurant in London. so funny. It was amazing. But then they're taking photos for the for the um, like social media and stuff. They're taking photos of the food. And for this ham and eggs, they took mm. a photo of his mate's foot, his heel, on a plate <laughs> with an egg on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's ace. Anyway, sorry, Vice. Yes, go
0: on. Mine's not as funny as that. Mm-hmm. Now, the, so there's, there's a few... Um, Obviously, I used to be quite into skateboarding and stuff like that so yeah. I've gone down this YouTube rabbit hole of Vice documentaries about like classic skate you know well, 90s sort of skateboarders, it's so all the ones you'd see on like Tony Hawk's and things like that yeah. and I've yeah. just been like, like I've just spent four hours watching two documentaries about Chad Musker from Tony Hawk Pro Skater and yeah, you know yeah. some other ones and I'm just like what am I doing with my life <laughs> like, yeah, love it. It. Love but it. anyway there you well, go well I know all of them um, because of uh, Tony Hawk's
1: Pro Skater 1 and 2 on uh, yeah, PlayStation yeah. it's uh, yeah Yeah. we we uh on i was
0: supposed to go to a gig on saturday night in manchester um, but i because like because of the holiday and things i just genuinely genuinely forgot to book the tickets for it and then i was like i'm sure i'm supposed to do something today and i was like it was that gig but we were so hungover anyway on saturday i couldn't have done it but it's this band called the 900 and what they Ah. do is they just they just play songs from the Tony Hawk oh, Bar- Pro Skater nice. soundtrack. So they'll yeah. tour again. I was like, me and Mark were supposed to go, but uh, they'll tour again. I'm gonna definitely go and watch them again. So this is well. what it's like when
1: worlds collide. Love it, love it. Ace, so that's good. cool. Anyway, have you uh, watched any movie films? I've watched a lot of
0: movie okay. films. However, we've, right. got a, we've got We've a, got a, a little, a couple of little reviews. Um, okay. Zachary's knocking about to say his film thing. Also, we need to kind of revisit last week's because we never revealed what it actually was. However, I got a message from my mother, Gregory, and she (laughs) said, Okay, Barbie. (laughs) She said, Barbie. (laughs) She Mm. said, David. No, <laughs> Playing with Barbie <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: You need to pick your children up at some point, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh she said Barbie. Mm, very interesting. Not really sure why it was made. It was funny in parts but a bit strange in others. Amelia said she enjoyed it, but not sure she did. Um so yeah, my mum took uh my niece Amelia to watch Barbie. And I knew my mum wouldn't like it. I, j- I just knew not to be awful, I just know knew she wouldn't get it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. um yeah. But that, You know, fair enough, fair enough. Um, each to their own. And then on Saturday evening, I received this voice note.
1: Hi, Uncle Dave and Greg, we've just watched hey, the I Meg 2. A, she said Greg. <laughs> and it's
0: not sc- let's put it back. Have Uncle Dave and Greg, we've just
1: watched the Meg, the Meg 2. And it's not scary. It's not funny. Even a two-year-old wouldn't be scared of it, but it's so (laughs) fake as well. It was like the worst film I've ever seen, but Dad
0: absolutely loved it. How many stars? Zero. Bye. Bye. I'm not scared. This (laughs) is (laughs) silly. So the the Meg 2, I actually saw Andy on Sunday, and I was like, I believe you liked the Meg 2, and he was like, it was rubbish
1: it was oh, really right. bad oh, right. and what their
0: what their sort of takeaway was the first one didn't take itself too seriously but this one oh, is really? trying to be a, a scary action shark film and oh really it doesn't it doesn't succeed in the slightest uh wow so there you go yeah
1: well it's um interesting it's ben wheatley isn't it who Ben wheatley what's yeah what's that one that you really liked in the woods um uh, in the Earth.
0: I in mean, I, Earth. Didn't re- I didn't love it, but I, yeah, I, I appreciate it. You were like, it's got- the best <laughs> film I've
1: seen all year. It's amazing.
0: I want to see it yeah. 10 times in a row. You should go back and watch uh, some of his earlier films. He did a- His first film was called Kill List, which is really, really good. It's a bit like Wicker Man meets Pot Fuzz, I suppose, to a certain extent, which is really interesting. Um, a film called High Rise, which I didn't really rate very much, but he did a film called Free Fire, um, okay. and it's essentially – a gun and arms deal in the 70s gone wrong, and the mm. entire film is one massive shootout, and it's brilliant. It's got an amazing cast. It's got Killian Murphy's in it, Michael Smiley's in it, Brie Larson's in it, Cannibal Army Hammers in it, um, nice. Shalto Copley. Uh, there's loads, and it's really cool. good. Really, really enjoyed it. So that was great. Excellent. But yes, I have watched a lot of films which I'm going to discuss with you. Right now, once I pull up my uh, letterbox. So let's look back. Uh, I've been trying to tick films off my watch list, and some of them I have already seen, um, but I, you know, years ago, so I wanted to kind of go back and rewatch them. Mm. Um, Saturday night, we were just struggling for something to watch, and we ended up watching 22 Jump Street, which nice. isn't as good as I remember it being, but it's still very funny. I watched that um, watch,
1: Jane was uh, in Labour. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, like on the hospital, Re- you know, Recently? the TVs on the arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that reminds me of uh, yeah, my wa- my wife's carrying our, our second child. He's eight. He's lazy. <laughs> 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 like it, like it. Um, yeah, so I
0: watched 20 Jump Street. Uh Fine, you know, it, it's quite funny. Not, because I remember, not as good as I remember, but there's one major problem that they just do not address. Jonah yeah. Hill's character is 30 in it, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's an undercover police officer and he has sex with a 19 year old college student. And I'm just kind of like, all right, well, the yeah. age, you know, age, uh, yeah. the
1: age is, I suppose,
0: legal, but it's
1: just, yeah. Nobody's yeah. really mentioned that. Um, eh, okay. Well, the thing I remember about 22 Jump Street is like its main joke is that it's, it's, a, it's sequel a sequel to 21 yeah. Jump Street. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They move it across is... the road to 22 to, <laughs> yeah. to 22. And then they go, oh,
0: look, they build the, the building next door and it's like 23 Jump Street coming soon on, the, on like the construction <laughs> site, which is really funny. Um, so yeah, so a few, few of the films I've kind of had on my list for ages that I wanted to kind of go back and, and tick off. Um, so this film that I watched, uh, 2002, uh, Jack Nicholson, and it's about Schmidt. I don't know if you've ever seen it, or ever heard of it. It's kind of one of those ones, like the later stage of Jack Nicholson's career when he kind of, started doing things a little bit different you know than what was expected of him um however it's directed by alexander Payne, so he did like election he did that horrible wait for you
1: to tell me the name of the film then It's and it's about, about schmidt,
0: schmidt. <laughs> but what's it called oh yeah it's about <laughs> this guy called schmidt <laughs> right. ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. um uh so uh, it's directed by alexander Payne, who did uh he did like election he did descendants um sideways which is great um but more recently, he did that Downsizing. I'm not sure if you ever watched Downsizing, yeah, was which is the yeah. one with Matt. Yeah, it was awful. It's, uh, Matt Walker Damon, Space where they shrink them. Yeah, Matt Damon.
1: And it's um, um, Hans Kristen Hans- Wig. Hans-
0: oh, yeah. Uh, Christoph Waltz is in it as Christoph well. Uh, but, yeah, anyway. So, uh, about Schmidt, basically, um, uh, he's called, what's he called? Something, uh, Warren Schmidt. And, basically, he retires from this job as like an insurance broker or something like that his wife dies basically like a week after he retires and he, he just sort of has to kind of find himself a little bit and it's just one of those one of those very standard offbeat comedies where it's not really laugh out loud but it, it, it but it's not quite a drama it's too lighthearted just to be a drama although it's about like the death of his wife but he's like i didn't really like my wife um yeah. Very much, uh, and it but it, the interesting thing is, it all takes pl- a lot of it takes place through letters. He sees he sees this like adoption and uh, no, a fostering thing for fostering an African child. So he starts sending eleven dollars a month to this African child. There's a little African child, trapped <laughs> yeah, in. Um, and uh, but he's writing letters to him, and he's basically just like yeah i don't like my wife i don't think i've ever really liked her, da, 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 da. oh by the way she died this weekend and things like that and it's oh, just wow. like and then he, anyway he, he goes on this road trip in his in his winnebago um to his daughter's wedding and it's basically it not a lot happens but it all takes place through these letters it was fine not really much more to say about it people love it and i i didn't i didn't okay. love it but anyway there you go that's one. Second one to watch Um, it was a film I watched years and years ago, but I wanted to rewatch it. Mark years ago when we were like 18 was like a guy from my work has recommended this film uh, for me. It's called fire in the sky. And it's uh, this, this air quotes, true account of this guy in the seventies in America getting abducted by aliens. (laughs) Okay. And I always remember watching it. I was going, I always remember going, yeah, it was all right. Like, it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. And I've seen it sort of on Twitter and things recently. So I was like, I'm going to go and rewatch that. Um, and I liked it a lot more the second time. Basically, what it is it's a load of like the loggers uh, in a, in like I think they're in like Arizona, and they see this light in the forest. They go to it. One of them gets out, and basically they think he's been killed by they. Basically, a flying saucer, uh, and they leave him. And they're basically the first maybe three quarters of the film is almost like a uh, a, th- a thriller in terms of. uh, everyone in the town thinks that this guy has been murdered. They think all these five other guys murdered this guy. So it's about the sort of paranoia in the town of these guys. They make them do a lie detector, you know, and all that type of stuff. And you don't actually know what's really happened. And then the last quarter of the film, the guy reappears and it's him sort of readjusting to life. And then the last maybe 10 minutes is just a full-on body horror of this guy being probed and all that sort of stuff on this, on yeah. this ship so i kind of like it, it's weird because you kind of like the first half's really interesting then when he appears again you're like okay that, that you know it's still interesting and yeah. then the last the last quarter it's it's completely the tone just completely changes and the tone like it's it's cool it's but it's a scary you know full-on like there's animatronic aliens and all that sort of stuff and it's actually really interestingly like well done But I just don't think the whole thing gels together in the slightest. I think they needed just to pick one of those kind of areas and go and run with it. Um, What I will say is um, if they made it today, I think it would be brilliant Um, because of a bit more budget, better effects, better casting. The main guy really reminded me of Paul Rudd, and I was like, they should do it again and cast Paul Rudd as the guy, and it would be perfect. Um, So it's really weird. It's kind of like ET slash Close Encounters meets the thing or something right. like that it's very strange but there you go there yeah um cool. and then two more i'll get through them quicker if i can um are you looking at the
1: time so i know no no it's fine
0: <laughs> Come on. all right uh i watched this horror film called triangle which i'd, I'd saw i i saw advertised years and years ago it came out in 2009 um quite an interesting concept it's kind of like almost a, it's a little bit groundhog day um they go on this boat. They get on. Uh, they're on this boat, and it capsizes, and then they get rescued by this cruise liner, which there's nobody on it. And then somebody tries to kill them all, and then they see themselves re-entering the boat, and it's it's just one of those kind of time okay. loop type of things. Yeah. it was alright. It's fine, you know. Okay. No, fine, whatever. And then the final film I watched. Was this film from 2015 called Demolition Star and Jake Gyllenhaal? And it's the guy who directed uh, Dallas Buyers Club, you know, the one that McConaughey won his yeah, yeah. Oscar for. Um, and basically, uh, he is a stockbroker or is in finance at the very, very start of the film, within the th- first minute, his wife dies. And he basically realizes, once his wife's died, that he didn't really have much love for her and he's just really not affected by it whatsoever. It's actually quite similar to about Schmidt. In fact, it's really similar to about Schmidt because he starts writing when he when he's in the hospital. He, he's buying some sweets from a, a, a vending machine and they get stuck so he writes a letter to the um to the vending machine company basically complaining and he's yeah. like uh, oh by the way I was at the hospital because my wife had just died and he just doesn't really seem bothered about it and then he uses right. these letters it's, it is exactly like about Schmidt actually now I'm thinking about okay. it he's All using right. these letters he just keeps sending these letters to the vending machine company but then he strikes up a a, a friendship with uh, the woman in, in customer service at the vending machine company and her son but but then he gets quite obsessed with um basically kind of uh demolishing his own life taking it back to basics so he starts by his wife before she died was saying the fridge is broke you need to fix it so he starts yeah. fixing the fridge but basically just like takes it to pieces and then he starts doing bigger things so he takes like the, the, he's bought a really expensive coffee machine he takes it to pieces and then basically he starts demolishing his house which is like this big like posh mansion and he's like literally take, taking it to pieces oh, yeah. It's fine. I think it's one of those, it's one of those ones where it just like meanders to find this profound mm. message. Do you know what I mean?
1: That yeah, it just doesn't
0: yeah, come. You're like, what is the point? Like, what is the point going to be of this? And at the end, there kind of isn't one and you're like, all right, okay, fine. But Jake Gyllenhaal is fantastic. in it. I will say it's got a really good soundtrack. Um, yeah, there you go. Nice. That is, that is, uh, sorry, a lot of the
1: films I've been watching. Have you watched anything? Uh, one. Um, okay. I so firstly, when I was in the lakes, mom and dad were sort of halfway through season. How two. many? How many did you watch? Oh, I've seen one, not two, not three, a three, not four.
0: <laughs> That'll work somehow. <laughs> I'm Dave, and I'm Greg, and we love watching films. Great
1: films, bad films, blockbusters, classics, indie films, cheesy films, superhero films. But as dads, we especially love watching family films with our kids.
0: So we've made a podcast all about it. This, this is Dads on Film.
1: So what did you watch, Greg? Sorry, well, my dad was uh, halfway through season two of The Bear when I was in the lakes with them, so I took it as a really mm. good excuse to watch the back-off of season two of The Bear, uh, which was great to see again, and they thoroughly enjoyed. And We finished um, that this weekend. We'll come back to that in a second. Okay, cool. Uh, but um, the film I watched... So I'm finally getting around to reading this book. Hang on. Uh, it's called... Cool.
0: The Bible. Yes! <laughs> I watched this film called The Passion of the Christ. I don't know if you've heard of it.
1: It's um, it's Quentin Tarantino's book, Cinema Speculation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which is that I thought... where he's kind
0: of going through films he's seen at the
1: cinema? Yeah, the well, I thought, film. well, yeah. I thought it was going to be dead pretentious, but basically, yeah, it's set. It's basically he uses the films that sort of it had a big impact on him in the seventies, particularly. He's like, he's yeah. he seventies films, that decade where he thinks it was very formative. Very interesting though, because he starts off. He speaks about when he went. His parents used to just take him to the cinema when he was like eight years old to see these, mm. like you know, <laughs> eight what would be eighteen certificate films. And uh, like, and it, he, and obviously like not understanding a lot of it, but also the profound impact it had on him yeah. in terms of just like being in awe of cinema in general, sort of thing. And that he, rec- he cites that as being a lot of the reason, you know, he he took such an interest in cinema. But then anyway. It, a lot of the chapters are based around a particular film. So the first, well, the second chapter is called Bullet, and it's about the 1968 yeah. film Steve, Steve McQueen Bullet. Um, Bullet. And I've never seen yeah. it, so I thought I'd go back and see it. Oh. Um, and it's great um, because yeah. I mean, it's definitely sort of like you know, of its time sort of thing. You just find, I just find it very fascinating. Steve McQueen is just, he's obviously at that point where just being in front of the being back in front of the camera is enough. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. t- Tarantino speaks about the fact that you know he'd get the he'd get the scripts and he'd just be like scrapping dialogue. He's like, no, no, I'm not. We don't. I don't, don't need, need to it. say that. I don't need to say that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> and I, yeah. you know, it's it's all exposition sort of thing. And uh, so. And obviously, it's got the very famous car chase um, yeah. in it, which is with the, really, great, really the green cool. Mustang. Yeah, oh, the yeah. Dodge. So the,
0: yeah, it's the Dodge, isn't it? Um, yeah. So because that's what Freakin' was talking about. Remember when we were we were reading the Edgar Wright note? Because of uh, collection. was connection like connection French he, said. he was like, I'm not, I'm never gonna make a, cha- a chase like Bullet. So yeah, I'll do like the next best thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Bullet Ace. Yeah. So really um, good.
1: yeah, so I watched that, and um, that was great. And it's, it's kind of giving me a bit of a thirst, kind of. Do a bit more of that. Um, yeah. All right. Going, going back to these off. I could recommend then, some like more classic ones. Like non, not all, none, of them, none of are on streaming services. You got to like mm. pay, pay for, rent them all, sort of thing. But um, yeah, yeah, I think I'll, what I might do is use this Tarantino book and sort of go through and kind ah, of watch a lot, of, like a lot of these ones that influenced him. So yes. What um, were some but, of the other ones that you spoke about? Do you remember? Uh, I need to find it now because I... ah. We'll come back to it. It's fine. It's fine. Week, but yeah, um, we um, some of them are less. Some of them are
0: more obvious than others. Um, yeah, because but... a, a lot of them will. A lot of them will just be like random B movies that you will have watched, so yeah. or like you know ones yeah. that just came and came and went. Um So we finished the Bear season two. I, I, I watched it again, and Max watched it the first time, and she absolutely loved it. And she turned yeah. around to me and said, "Like all that casting was perfect with the you know with four uh, fishes, the Christmas episode, and stuff like that." And she said. Um, they're quite coy about the dad, aren't they? They've never said he's yeah, dead. They've never yeah, yeah. really sort of said anything. She was like, who would you cast as the ah, dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh. So I've yeah. I, I think
1: I've got the perfect one. Okay. Who, who, who would you cast? Um you mean? I mean, he's got to be sort of Italian, hasn't he? Um mm-hmm. I I might be tempted to go for um someone like um Michael Imperial Imperioli.
0: Uh, yeah, so I uh, I
1: put three, I got three.
0: He was my third choice, so Michael yeah. Imperioli, but he's only 10 years older than John Bernthal, uh, So I don't okay. think it would. Uh, it in fact, work. I think he's less than 10 years old, older than. Uh, so it wouldn't. I mean, they could make it work, I'm sure, but yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, I think he'd be quite good. Although he's a little bit. Although sh- oh, Carmi's quite short, isn't he? Yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, who are you thinking? Uh, so I put Michael Imperial on Tony Danza, who is, you'll 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 know Tony Danza from loads of stuff. Yeah. But I, I genuinely think because get away from the uh, the action stuff. Yeah. When he does drama, he does it so well. Stallone would be perfect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, you look yeah, at John Bernthal yeah. and look at Stallone, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bernthal could it. be his son. I see it. I see it. De- I think. Do you think that's what the work I on? think.
0: I mean, that would be. Sick, wouldn't it? Well, they're gonna have. They've gonna...
1: got. They've got Jamie Lee Curtis, who's like Oscar-winning actua- actress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Jamie yeah, yeah. Lee Curtis. Um, and you know, um, Bob Odenkirk <clears throat> stocks pretty high these days. Mm. And um, Sarah Paulson stocks really high. John Will, uh, Will Mulaney, Will Poulter,
0: yeah. uh, Olivia Coleman. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, that yeah. Alleg-
1: that, oh, that was the nicest bit when I was watching it. Um, yeah. the um, because they it started off the episode um about. Richie. And mum and dad were both yeah. like, really don't like him. And I was like, that's the point. <laughs> Just wait. Stick yeah. with it. Yeah. And then, as and they were sort of like, and they were enjoying it. And then towards the end, like they started like not, like, you know, they do, they have low attention span sometimes. It's so like, oh, yeah. you know, look at the <laughs> phone or whatever. I was like, Watch it now. You need to watch it for this cameo. Yeah, I keep saying and, that uh, to Max. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and she came that Whoa, they were like, "Whoa, that's made. And then halfway through that scene, went, yeah, that Chef Terry, <laughs> like, yeah. <in> <laughs>
0: yeah, Max was like, Max said the exact same thing. She was like, I "Hate episodes of TV shows where it just focuses on one person." Yeah. And actually, if you if you look back at the, this this season. Yeah. I, I thought there was like a whole Sydney episode, a whole Marcus episode, and there's not the one in, in Copenhagen isn't all isn't all Marcus. Yeah. It does jump back. And with the Richie one, there's only like one or two tiny little bits where it jumps back to the restaurant and that and that's it. Um so I think to give him realistically to give him his full episode it means it means a lot. But Max was like all right, okay. And she was crying at the end of the episode. She was like, oh, I think that's the best episode of something I've ever seen. I love and that. That's, and that's, and if you think, right, think about this year, although you didn't watch the last, did you watch The Last of Us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I This year, I think we've got three of the best episodes of TV ever. We've got Fishes, Forks, yeah. and we've got the episode three of um, The Last of Us, which is the, like the two, the two guys.
1: Bottle episodes. Bottle, bottle episodes? episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Wow. Anyway, there you go. Um, fantastic. I hear the pitter patter of little feet, Gregory. All right. um, but let's reveal what uh, what is his name? Zachary. That's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot Child his name, two. Then. Uh, Child two. That's how I, I refer to him as. That in work. Um, yeah. Let's let's uh, reveal what Child Two was saying last week.
1: Hey, how, it I have played. I... No. Go on.
0: It's fine. This is last week. He's quite clearly saying the famous line at the end of uh, uh, the first MCU film, I am Iron Man. Quite clearly, okay. Gregory. And I'm yep. a little annoyed you didn't get that. <laughs> However, <laughs> step up again, Zachary, and let's reveal what film, let's, let's say what film you've been watching this week. And it's funny how his speech is so much better in this one. It's almost as if they were recorded
1: eight months apart. Uh, here we go. Your oh, stay. Catchy.
0: San Diego.
1: Oh, uh, Santiago. Diego. And so is it Anchorman? Uh, well, it might be. Play it again. Your stay. Catchy. San Diego. Oh, um, what does he say? Well, Zachary's just told you, Gregory, quite yeah. clearly. <laughs> it's whatever is sign-off. <laughs> is in Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you know yeah. what his sign-off is, let us know.
0: <laughs> Shall we move on, Gregory? Because this is um, a really long <laughs> introduction.
1: This is... the
0: News... <laughs> it's okay, so <laughs> he's been talking about this for months since he left uh, his own, air quotes, uh, cinematic universe, uh, Zack Snyder. Um, so basically, years ago, Zack Snyder, when, when the sort of uh, Star Wars was kind of coming back with, you know, Force Awakens and things like that, Zack Snyder pitched a, a Star Wars film to Lucasfilm and they were like, no. It it was like a hard ass Star Wars film, and they were like, no. He was like, right, well, I'm going to take some of the ideas of this and make my own type of Star um, Wars-influenced film series. So it's called Rebel Moon. He's been talking about it for ages, and basically we're getting two Rebel Moon films, um, one in December and one one in maybe like April or something like that, and they're releasing straight to Netflix. And I will say... He, he i hate that word that word visionary director but he does have a style and he does have a vision and everything does look very epic and and interesting whether there's going to be any substance to it i well i think we know the answer to that one but uh you know we'll we'll see we'll see. Just think, he's, open just
1: think he's like just a jock with big toys going, I'm going yeah, to make a movie. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's, he's rem- when he first started,
0: I w- he did some interesting stuff, but now he's definitely getting more Michael Bay, isn't he? Let's face yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. We got a, a trailer for this film, Zombie Town, which is an R.L. Stein property. I don't okay. think it's officially Goosebumps, but it's, it looks very Goosebumps, very sort of family-friendly kind of horror Um yeah, I mean the town turns into zombies, <laughs> but it's in a kiddie type way. Oh. Fine, Dan Aykroyd's in it, and Chevy Chase. Great. Okay, okay. Let's well, move on from that one. I
1: keep telling you. Keep telling me I need to get Arthur into watching Goosebumps. Um, the film. Goosebumps the film's, the films yeah. are good.
0: The film was good. The Jack Black yeah. one was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Um, yeah, I think you'd like it. I used to read. Okay. The um. All the time. Anyway, come on. Yeah, I w- I read a few of them. And I think, you know what it was? And it's like, not to get too highbrow. I read, my dad read me The Hobbit when I was like, probably a bit too young to understand The Hobbit. But then that sort of got in my head. And when people were reading Goosebumps, I was like,
1: now you don't read at
0: all. And now I don't read, now I can't read. (laughs) (laughs) I just forgot. (laughs) Should have read Goosebumps. God, thanks, Tolkien. (laughs) God. Problem with me
1: is, I peaked too early. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That damn Bible <laughs> again! I <I'll> tell you, <laughs> God damn it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Anyway. Uh, anyway, so we got a trailer for this film called uh, "Foe," which is directed by Garth Davis. So Garth Davis uh, made. Let me just pull this up. Uh, he directed Lion. Okay, oh, so obviously we look, we loved Lion, didn't yeah. we? Um, but this stars Saoirse Ronan um, and Sa- Paul Sa- Mescal. Ronan. Oh, yes. Oh. Uh, it's your Ronan and Paul Mesko. So two oh, Mesco. Uh, Irish people. Irish. Uh, and basically, it's set—it's it, this sort of sci-fi drama. It's set in like this slightly post-apocalyptic uh, uh, world. Uh, Hen and Junior. I think she's Hen. He's Junior. Um they farm a secluded piece of land that has been in Junior's family for generations, but their quiet life is thrown into turmoil when an uninvited stranger shows up at the door with a startling proposal. And basically, the, 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 the trailer starts off, and it's quite, I think it's quite clearly filmed in Australia, uh, but it starts off and it feels like this just sort of like, you know, you know, melodrama type thing, but then it takes this sci-fi twist where actually a lot of people um, live on this space station and basically, this guy comes and says, right, well, we need uh, your skills. You've been offered a place on this space station. And like, oh, cool. And they're like, oh, no, not you, to search Ronan, runner, just him. Yeah. And they're like, oh, right. And they've got to kind of – that that sets up, obviously, the drama for the film. So it's, it takes a sort of weird, this weird turn. What I will say is if you're casting two Irish people in a film, just make them Irish, don't yeah. make them American, what's the point? Yeah. I don't have a problem with casting people doing different accents, but I think if you're just getting two Irish people, Mm. just make them Irish, not a big deal.
1: Um, Just just (laughs) reminded me of something that uh, you said. Just ask me in a bit about what other TV I've been watching because uh, there's something else. Okay, the news. Um,
0: Okay, we've got the first trailer for David Fincher's new one. So David Fincher's got a really interesting... You know, set of films in his catalogue apart from Mank, which was wank. Um, hey, see what I did? Hey, see what I did there? Hey, hey. Um, but this stars Michael Fassbender, who's been a bit quiet for the past few years. Um, and but it, look, it looks pretty interesting. It looks more like he's going back to those sort of like girl with the dragon tattoo type type roots. Uh, but after anyway, after a fateful near miss, an assassin battles imp- his employers and himself on an international manhunt. He insists isn't personal. Um, you know that I don't think that premise sounds particularly interesting, but I think Fastbender is always captivating, and you know David Fincher knows what he's doing. So uh, it looks very David Fincher <laughs> watching the trailer. Yeah, cool. But yeah, cool man, fine. Good stuff. Um, what else have we got? All right, so Emerald Fennel. Remember em- Emerald Fel- Fennel, who directed Uh, Promising Young Woman. Yeah, a Promising Young Woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. her new film is called Saltburn, um, and it stars Barry Keoghan. Um, Keoghan. 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 we um, Yes. Um. I'll be going. home. And he, I think he's like a <laughs> yeah. Oh, guess I'll be going then. <laughs> I just love that that excuse. He just sort of looks away and goes, Oh I better, I better be going then <laughs> just wonders that's so good. Oh. Anyway, um so yeah, the new film Saltburn and uh, basically he's like an Oxford or a Cambridge student, he doesn't quite fit in and one of his sort of uh peers at uh, university says, Oh come come and stay with me for a while in my at my house and it just looks like it all goes for- mental in, in this big mansion but it's it's filmed in uh 4-3 I think um yeah. so you know that cool sort of square but yeah interesting you know it's probably got some sort of message in there I can imagine um honestly there's so many trailers that have been released this <laughs> week it's ridiculous. The Book of Clarence which stars okay. um Lakeith Stanfield yep. uh who we like from a lot of films that he's in and is good and basically This one is set at the time it's set, I think it's like 33 AD where Jesus is alive and, well, apparently not, bullshit, but whatever. Uh, Jesus is around and basically Keith Stanfield's like, I could do that. Yeah. (laughs) Just look at like look at Jesus preaching and getting all these followers and he's like I can do that. Right. So basically, blags that he's uh, a prophet, yeah. and and but it, it's it's like obviously it's a big um, it's a big metaphor for kind of like influencers and all that sure, sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, he just starts doing these things, and people start. Oh, have you heard about this guy? Oh, okay, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it just it looks like a very it. tongue in cheek. It's not it's not full on comedy, but it it's definitely got sort of uh, comedy aspects. James McAvoy pops up in there. Um, yeah, fine. Um, nice. Next one, next one. So many, so many trailers. Uh, okay, this one actually I, I did find really, really interesting. So this film's called Cat Person. Okay. Oh, God, it's about furries. So, no, 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 no. So this is, uh, Sus- uh hang on, sorry, Susanna Fogel directed it. Yeah. And Oh, my f- computer's freezing up. What did Susanna Fogel She was involved in something else. So I'm trying to just find she what was it was. Spiney, uh, she, wrote wrote me, books, she wrote books. Yeah, she, she wrote, yes, she wrote Book Smart. Um, she directed something, though. Let me look. Uh, a small light cat person. Wild, uh, fly, oh, she did a lot of The Flight Attendant as well, which is meant to be this quite interesting TV show. Um, anyway, it stars. Um, Amelia Jones, who's Alec Jones's daughter, do you remember from yeah. um, what was the one uh, Coda that won obviously the Oscar a couple of years ago? Yeah. Uh, but it also stars Nicholas Braun, so cousin Greg from yeah. Uh, yeah. And what it is is it's just uh, it, I, I, I saw the title, I was like, what the hell is this? And watched the trailer, I was like, oh my god, this is really really good. And basically, she's and is Margot. She's a college sophomore. and She goes on a date with this older guy, Robert, played by cousin Greg. Uh, she finds that in real life. Robert doesn't live up to what he's like, what he's been saying in his flirty text. So basically, like, one thing he says is like, "I really love cats," and she's like, oh, "Okay." And they're they texting for a while, and then she starts going out with him, and she's like, "All oh, right, I kind of like him." And da 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 da. But it's about sort of paranoia, and like she goes, "Oh, where's your cat?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't like cats." And, and then that triggers something in her head. Uh... So the trailer makes it out. It's like, oh, could it be that could he be a bit of a psycho? Is this what what they're going down? But actually, is it all just her? you know people going oh you, you can't trust anybody these days and she's getting paranoid about it so is she yeah, seeking seeking these you know trying to find these little things and it like really poster. really I interesting i like the poster where honest. he's
1: like got his eyes closed kissing her yeah and she's like got her eyes open and like yeah, just, yeah yeah well that's disgusting. it and she says the,
0: the main thing i don't like about him he's a terrible kisser and he's like properly like going <laughs> for it and she's just like what the hell <laughs> but uh yeah it looks really good, like really good. So yeah. I'm I'm, re- I'm quite looking forward to that. I think she was she was ace in code. Like I didn't love Coda, but she was very very good I in it. And cousin good. cousin Greg's ace. Um, there we go. We got the first uh, teaser trailer for Michael Mann's Ferrari, um, starring uh, Adam Driver again doing that Italian accent. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good. Okay. Not very uh, profound casting there, Another but anyway. Brand film. Yep. Yeah.
1: Loads of Warner Brothers films have been delayed, pushed back. Dune 2 has moved to next year now. Sorry, go on. Do you think that, but all these trailers being released, it's like the stu- these studios are trying to make a point of like, hey, yeah. we've still got all this content. It's still up You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: 100 percent uh warner brothers loads of delays obviously because the writer strike and the actor strike is still going on june has been pushed back just loads and loads of stuff being pushed back but everyone's like all these films being pushed back but aquaman 2 is apparently still coming out (laughs) on christmas day and we haven't had a single trailer for it (laughs) so they're like bury it bury it yeah just yeah flush that flush that fish down the toilet um and then barbie is now ranking um Barbie is Warner Brothers' highest grossing film of all time. Wow. Wild. Wow. Do... And it is the highest grossing film of this year as well. Isn't it funny that yeah. there's
1: a danger that like all these films that aren't going to come out is possibly going to kill cinema? Or, you know, it's going to give, give big damage to Again. the cinema industry. Yeah. And what's that going to benefit? The streaming industry. And half of yeah. this the actor yeah. strike is oh, it's mad. It's, it's almost amazing. as if all the cinemas had to shut show-
0: a couple of years ago, yeah. And look what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, cool. So, yeah, Barbie is the hi- Barbie is the highest-grossing film of the year. Mm. Um,
1: can you tell me the other four
0: in the top five?
1: Uh, Dead Reckoning Part Two. Nope. No. I'm going to set. Let me get my letterbox. Not, not performed as well as they, want, as, they, as they would have wanted it to. Let me get my letterbox down and see what I've said. Not that I keep my letterbox up to date these days. That's <laughs> been a bit rubbish at that. Um, I think you've seen them all. Uh, Guardians 3. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like uh, five. Maybe. Mario. Four. Yeah. That's number two. Uh, Flash. Nope. Quantumania? Uh, no. John Wick? No. What? Um. We
0: saw it very recently. You've seen it a few times. Uh, Oppenheim? Yep. Um, (laughs) And there's one more and I can't remember what it is now. i am going to kick myself. (laughs) Shit, what is it? Never mind. Uh, yeah, there's another one in there. I can't remember what it is. But anyway, that was your very long news. But I have a little quiz for you, Gregory. Um, just to lighten everybody's mood and, and all this sort of stuff. We loved the nineties, didn't we, Gregory? Of we course did. we did. Yeah. Um so I've got a nineties family film quiz for okay. you. How about that? Yep, go for it. Are that. you ready for yep, this? Yep. 20, 20 questions. We'll fly through them, and that's all we need to do. Okay. okay? Am I writing down? We'll do it as we usually do it. Yeah, I would do. Okay. Okay, uh, here we go. Notes.
1: <clears throat> yep.
0: Go. Play that music. Oh, yeah. It's slightly different. I like that one, actually. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, question one What is the Miami Dolphins mascot called, when he, uh, which gets stolen in Ace Ventura? Uh. Question two, the first film I saw at the cinema uh, in 1993 focuses on an underdog sports team treated like outsiders by their peers who have to overcome adversity and redeem their country's reputation. What is the film? You won't get it. Say that again. Kick yourself. The first film I ever saw at the cinema, Gregory. In 1993, it focuses on an underdog sports team treated like outsiders outsiders by their peers who have to overcome adversity and redeem their country's reputation. What is the film? Uh... First time I ever went to see the cinema, that's so random. (laughs) You'll kick yourself. Okay, question three. How did Mrs Doubtfire's husband die? It's just going to be a little bit of dialogue from the film. (laughs) You're you're going to kick yourself You'll go, of course. No. Okay, question four. In which 1998 film does Tommy Lee Jones voice Major Chip Hazard?
1: game on playstation which only
0: clicked chip ha- trip hazard isn't it <laughs> oh yeah cool <laughs> funny uh okay question five which 1997 animated film centered around the mysterious russian uh, sorry bit. Uh, film centers around mysterious russian royalty features christopher lloyd voicing rasputin <laughs> say again right which 1997 film, animated film, centred around mysterious Russian royalty, features Christopher Lloyd voicing Rasputin? <laughs> you'll go, yeah, of course. I bet you've just completely forgot the film existed, but you'll, you'll go,
1: oh, yeah, of course.
0: Right, OK. Yeah, good. Uh, Okay, question five. What cartoon was adapted into a live-action feature where a security guard undergoes an experimental bionic procedure after he is blown up by somebody called Dr. Claw? I'll say it again. So what cartoon was adapted into a live-action feature where a security guard undergoes an experimental bionic procedure... Mm -hmm. After he's blown up by someone called Dr. Claw. You're going to go, oh, of course. All right. right Let's move on. Question seven. Dustin Hoffman, Glenn Close, Robin Williams, Phil Collins, Bob Hoskins, David Crosby, Julia Roberts, Maggie Smith and Gwyneth Paltrow all star in this box office bomb. Start, Start again. Dustin Hoffman Glenn Close Robin Williams Phil Collins Bob Hoskins David Crosby Julia Roberts Maggie Smith and Gwyneth Paltrow all star in this box office bomb English. Some of them are just cameos, See them. some of them are cameos, some of them are the main Feels characters. very 90s, that, that list. Yeah, it's a 90s cast, that not it? Okay, we'll come back to it. Question eight. Three years before Shrek, yeah. Eddie Murphy made his voice acting debut in what Disney film? Uh, so Shrek was 2000-ish,
1: 97-ish. 2000... Yeah,
0: I think it was 2000... One
1: or two,
0: I think, so, so, made his Eddie Murphy made his live act, acting, uh, sorry, his voice acting debut in what Disney film? We did it. We
1: did it. We spoke about it. Did we? Because did we, it's been remade It's. Um, oh, shit. I get mixed up with these. I get mixed up with these two films. Okay. And it's it's this one. It, he, he's the little. All right. He's the little creature thing. What is he? What is he? He's a little animal thing. Yeah. Question
0: nine. In what film does a professor create flying rubber?
1: Oh. (laughs) Back up. Okay. Spell spell (laughs) correct.
0: Question ten. Who voices the Iron Giant?
1: Oh. Okay. I, I, I've I have known this. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question
0: eleven. Arnie made four family films in the nineties: Batman and Robin, Jingle All the Way, Junior, and what?
1: Uh, unless my years are wrong, this. Say the ones you said again. Okay.
0: I said, uh, Batman and Robin, yeah. Jingle All the Way, yeah. and Junior. Yeah, I've got it. I think. Okay, cool. All right. Question twelve. After lukewarm live action, sorry. After, all right. After the lukewarm live action Jungle Book in 1994, yeah. Disney tried again with another live action adaptation in 1996. What was it?
1: I'll give you a clue. You're not. So you're not. Months count, and months ago. You're not counting.
0: Huck. Months and months. No, because it's not really. No. It's not really a. Uh... It's not really an adaptation. Like, you know, it's a bit different, Hook. Okay. It's, a, it's a slightly different story. Great cast in Hook. Loads of interesting names. Um, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so, easy Clue. Months, month maybe even years ago, we were talking about this on the podcast. We were talking about what we thought. We were trying to think what the first real live act, you know, like this big trend of Disney's re, re, doing live yeah. action adaptations of the of the animated films. And we were like, "What do you think the first one was?" And actually, we think it, now it probably was this this 1994 Jungle, but we were like, "This one," and it's this one in 1996. Okay, we'll move on.
1: Okay.
0: question 13 Mad Max director George Miller randomly directed what 1998 animal based sequel (laughs) it's so strange like the first one of these films came out and everybody loved it and then they did a sequel and George Miller
1: was like I'll direct
0: that (laughs) I was like why so strange 1998 sequel That is the sequel. I think the first one was probably like 96. Let's see.
1: Loads of sequels in the 90s.
0: 95 was the first one. I'm going
1: to rewatch it. It's so good. I think I. I think. I think I know this. Okay. I'm going to go for this
0: i did not know but that was the writer anyway uh okay cool question 14 chance shadow and sassy get separated from their family and have to cross the sierra nevada mountains to get home what is the film chance shadow
1: and sassy not no because it would not be what it was called i was thinking like american adventure but that's 80s isn't it um, yeah it's, american it, it, tale american tale that's it. um with feifle feifle goes west yeah
0: um, so yeah uh chance shadow and sassy oh what they, separated uh, from the so family oh, and so have to cross dogs, the sierra they? Mountains. <laughs> Um, Are they? I oh,
1: don't know. it's got the word home in it. It's um, it, it's. I can, do you know what I can picture for this? I don't think I've seen this, but I think I've seen the oh, trailer really? a million times on VHS. Um, <clears throat> yeah, like, um, before
0: Mrs. Doubtfire or yeah, something Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. It's yeah.
1: something like. Um, I'm gonna call it that. Okay,
0: cool. Question fifteen. Yeah, Joanna Lumley. Pete Postlethwaite, David Thewlis, Susan Sarandon, and Richard Dreyfus all lend their voices to this adaption, adaptation of a classic children's book. What is it?
1: Say the names again
0: Joanna Lumley, yeah. Pete Postlethwaite, mm-hmm. David Thewlis, right. Susan Sarandon, and Richard Dreyfus. Classic children's book adaptation. Very English
1: cast. Uh... But it's not like a... So it's animated, you said. Yep. But it must be quite, quite domestic. Um... Oh, wow. And it is a classic, classic book. I'm going to say this.
0: Okay. I think that was a series,
1: okay. though. Might be wrong. Well, we'll I'm... see. Okay, gone for that. All right. Question 16. A bug's
0: life and ants were released six weeks apart mm. but which one was more successful
1: oh, is this going to be a trick question go on yeah, who knows okay. I I'll tell go, you who knows I'm going for me. the, going for the <laughs> obvious one <laughs> okay yeah
0: alright uh, 17 which British comedian plays a wild imaginary friend in 1991's Drop Dead Fred mm. Really? He plays Drop Dead Fred. No. Have you never seen Drop Dead Fred? Alright, okay. Interesting. Now I'm blanking on British comedians from the 90s. (laughs) No longer with us, I'm saying that. Okay. Uh, Alright, we'll move on. 18. Another British comedian now. British comedian Lee Evans stars opposite Nathan Lane as two brothers trying to protect their father's house from a furry fiend.
1: What is the film? Say again.
0: British comedian Lee Evans stars opposite Nathan Lane as two brothers trying to protect their father's house from a furry fiend.
1: Oh, it's... um...
0: That's fine. Okay, question 19. In the jungle, you must wait till what? In the jungle, you must wait till... No! Oh, my God! (laughs) I watched so much more TV and film than you when I was... Yeah, Yeah, okay. Uh, And then finally, to prevent war, the galaxy is where? Oh, my God. This is one for Arthur as well. Say Arthur, again. Like this one. To prevent war, the galaxy is where. No. Nope. Wow. Okay. Right. You got some films to show Arthur, I think. Yeah. Right. Gregory's had absolute shitter there. So, so let's. Right. <laughs> go
1: back to that sports one.
0: Sport. Okay. So that was question two. The first film I saw at the cinema. In 1993, focuses on an underdog sports team treated like outsiders by their peers who have had to overcome adversity and redeem their country's reputation. I think you got it. All right, let's go. Question one What is the Miami Dolphins mascot called,
1: which gets stolen in Ace Ventura? Snowflake. Correct. Seen that pretty recent. I can't remember anything that I've not seen in the last. I don't know, three years. <laughs> yeah. maybe. Right, so Ace Ventura maybe don't show after that one. I have. Uh, although I, I think he's seen it, hasn't yep. okay, he? <laughs> yeah. right.
0: uh, the first film I saw at the cinema in 1993, you an on sports team. What do you think it is? Uh, cool ones. Yes. Correct. Well done. Well done. Really exaggerated story as well. How did Mrs. Doubtfire's husband die? <sighs> this, again, it's like I say, it's just going to be some piece of dialogue that's just gone. So, she goes to Miranda uh, Miranda says how did he die oh it was the drink that killed him Yeah. oh he was he was an alcoholic no no he was hit by a Guinness truck <laughs> <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> very good yeah yeah okay
1: so
0: good so good okay uh, okay in which 1998 film does Tommy Lee Jones voice Majorship Hazard
1: The Small Soldiers
0: yes such a good film i always wanted to live in that town where it where the, the kid lives um it's obviously like northern california or like washington state or somewhere like that because i always remember like at the end when the whatever the cold then the good ones he puts them on a boat and sails them down like a, a this river yeah like, that looks ace where it lives. anyway uh okay um Okay, which 1997 animated film centered around the mysterious Russian royalty features Christopher Lloyd voicing
1: Rasputin? Gone.
0: Anastasia? Remember oh, Anastasia? Oh,
1: yeah, okay. Yeah, yep. I mean, I've, I've not seen okay. it. I
0: don't, think I, never, I don't think I ever saw it. I don't, I don't think I ever saw it, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, all right, question six What cartoon was adapted to the live action feature where a security guard undergoes an experimental bionic procedure
1: after being blown up by Dr. Claw? I'm I, it's, I think the claws the clue. Maybe. Is the um, bionic is the clue. Yeah. Is it? Is it so is it something like um is it called so, so it was a cartoon yeah.
0: and then they made a live action it's, version it's of the it.
1: The Arms. What's he called? The fucking Arms. Yeah. Um,
0: Da, 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 da. inspector gadget <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah correct good okay that was when they were like right family action films in the 90s we need Matthew Broderick in these films so you got like inspector gadget you yeah. got uh, Godzilla <laughs> and yeah. then like a few others as well um, okay here you go Dustin Hoffman, Glenn Close, Robin Williams, Phil Collins, Bob Hoskins, David Crosby, Julia Roberts, Maggie Smith, and Gwyneth Paltrow all star in this box office bomb. No. It's a great cast, Greg. Go on. Really great cast for this film. Go on. Hook. Oh, what the hell?
1: Oh, what? He is like,
0: it? Yeah, like Hook, and I was like, yeah, great cast in Hook, isn't it?
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: yeah there you go. Buty Bob Hoskins is in it, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, Not yeah, Bob yeah. Hoskins. Uh, well, yeah, he is. But yeah. Phil Collins just pops up. There's loads of musicians in it. Phil Collins. In yeah. it. David Crosby's in it from <laughs> obviously Crosby, Stills, Nash. So wow. random. Uh, anyway, there you go. Three. Okay, question eight. Three years before Shrek, Eddie Murphy made his voice actor That's debut in really what Disney film? Correct. Well yeah. done. Uh, uh, flying Rubber. Flubber. Yeah. Who voices the Iron Giant? John. <laughs> Vin Diesel. No. I not think he was around yeah. then.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So Vin Diesel started as like a quite an interesting actor and filmmaker. He he used to make like experimental films and he started getting him noticed. Yeah. And then Spielberg saw one of them and was like, Oh, I want I want you in um, Saving Private Ryan. And yeah vin Diesel's like what like he's one of the first ones to die, like once they go on off onto the you know the journey sort mm-hmm. of thing. But he's a pretty big part in it. Yeah, he voices the iron giant, there you go. Um Okay, uh, Arnie made four family films in the '90s: Batman and Robin, Jingle All the Way, Junior. What's the other one? Kindergarten Cop. Correct. It's not a tumor. Uh, what was the live action uh, Disney uh, yeah. film in 1996? Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, of course it was. F- no. yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, Mad Max director George Miller randomly uh, directed this sequel. What was it? I think it's Babe Two. Hig in, Hig the in the City, city. well yes. done, yeah, good Chance, Shadow and Sassy Get Separated from the Family, what's the film? Is it called Homeward Bound? It is yes. called Homeward Bound Well done, it's actually a remake of like a 60s or 70s film I think, right. something like that, okay. anyway uh, Joanna Lumley, Pete Postlethwaite, David Thewlis, Susan Sarandon, Richard Dreyfus, a classic children's book, I might be way off the mark here but I'll put Charlotte's Web Oh no, it's James and the Giant Peach
1: Of oh, course it is!
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah That freaked me out, that film Yeah, it is a bit weird um, yeah. Okay, A Bug's Life and Ants Which uh, one I mean, the obvious successful? one is
1: Bug's Life But are you going to tell me it's Ants? No, it's it's definitely A Bug's Life oh, right. <laughs> Ants
0: <laughs> failed massively Okay, which British comedian plays The imaginary friend in Do- Drop Dead Fred? You
1: don't know this I, I had a guess when you said He's not with us Go on Mail Yes, correct Oh yes yeah. job, the, job the Fed's
0: so weird. Yeah, uh, it's, it's worth a watch. Maybe not for the kids, though. Uh, okay, British comedian Lee Evans stars opposite Nathan Lane as two brothers trying to protect their father's house from a furry fiend. Ah, I've got it now because I used to always get mixed up with Stuart Little and Mousetrap. So it's Mousetrap. Yes, yes. Well done. Show Arthur Mousetrap. He'll bloody yeah. love it. Um, okay, In the Jungle, you must wait till what? No. In the Jungle, you must wait till the dice reads five or eight. Oh, it's Jumanji. shit. Jumanji. That's what's... Yeah sucks sucks alan into the game yeah and then question 10 20. so Jumanji's obviously a good one for arthur to watch but this yeah. one also to prevent war the galaxy is where far far away <laughs> no to prevent war the galaxy is on orion's belt it's men in black oh okay yeah, the, cat, yeah. the cat's collar The yeah. cat's called orion yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: show arthur men in black anyway 12, let us know how you alan guys 20. did There we have it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Any major plans for the weekend, Greg? Really quickly, we're not watching.
1: Uh, no, we were going to go to the lakes again, but we decided to stick around. Going to friend's house, some, uh, food and drink tomorrow night. And nice. Is it Thursday today? Yes, it's Thursday yes. today. Yes. Um, quite relaxed on before, so we're like refreshed and prepared to go back to work on when? Monday. When do you go back? Inset Monday. In on Monday? In set Monday, Tuesday. Kids back on Wednesday. Nice. Yeah, um
0: not like maybe got john and rebecca coming over sunday but that's about it i cool. want to watch some films uh indiana jones is now available on digital download, so oh, i may cool. watch that again we'll see anyway thank you everybody for listening send us your thoughts your reviews your comments at dads on film pod us a beer all that sort of stuff uh yeah thank you everybody lovely great have a lovely weekend cool. i'll see you soon see you
1: next week, Bye.